Hello, everybody. Josh Rimini here with your Functional RX podcast. And today we are going to talk about why fixing the gut is the key to healing chronic diseases. I'm actually uh, writing a um, blog post, right? I'm writing blog posts, but I'm also um, you got no inspiration from me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm creating I'm creating a uh, certificate program for pharmacists to teach them functional stuff on this so, uh, on things. And my my role in that right now is to teach uh, the gut. So I've been working a lot on this and I've been thinking a lot about this uh, recently and because I'm writing this whole program, it's all based around the root cause of chronic disease. So people don't realize, uh, you know, and hypocrisy, Hippocrates had said this in something 100 BC, you know, that all diseases begin in the gut. And we've lost sight of that with westernized medicine and what I call decompartmentalized medicine, because what's happening is you know, the uh, society, um, we treat in Western medicine, we treat body parts. We don't treat the body as a whole. And this whole foundational approach to health has been going on forever and we've forgotten about it. So why is the gut so important? Well, the gut makes up two thirds of our immune system. Well, don't people call it like the second brain? Yes, we're going to get into that. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I was excited. I knew one thing about functional. <laughs> yes, and it's a huge one. It's a, they call it the uh, the gut brain connection. Right. Uh, it's the it's the second brain, and so you know the gut makes up two thirds of the immune system. So we forget, and we try to treat the blood. Right. We mm -hmm. try to treat the blood when we get infection. Right. So uh, the immune system is more than just you know getting a cold. Uh, it, it affects everything. It affects the auto the immune cascade, which is. If, if the immune system's off, equals inflammation. Inflammation equals chronic disease. Right. So two-thirds of the immune system is in the gut. Uh, it's an organ system, and it produces the majority of our neurotransmitters. People don't realize that. No. So, so that's where that gut-brain health connection... Well, that's part of it, is, is if we make our neurotransmitters in our gut, wouldn't it make sense if we are working on our brain and our mood and our cognition and our uh you name it uh <laughs> they're all buddies depression depression you got it um why wouldn't we work on the gut if 70 percent of our neurotransmitters serotonin dopamine these type of things they're made in the gut they're not made in the brain so we've got to focus on that uh the gut contains more cells than the rest of our body so hmm. i always tell people who's the host there's a hundred trillion gut bacteria in our, in our gut, and we have less cells than them. So who's more important <laughs> if you, here? If you really think about it, it's like, oh my gosh, who is, who is in me? So what is in it's, me? It's, it's, it's fascinating, right? Uh, and so the gut houses a genome. You know, we talk about genetics a lot. That's 100 to 150 times larger than the human genome. Hmm. So it's massive, right? There's, there's this connection, this system, and it has metabolic activity. So it's got more metabolic energy activity going on, making these vitamins, keeping things out, putting things in, all that type of stuff, um, more so than the liver. And we think the liver is like our detoxifier. It's doing all the work. Well, the gut itself has more metabolic activity than even the liver. So these are, this is why it's so important 
um, for us to talk about gut health, but also try to figure out what do we need to do about it, right? It's right. just like, it's that ambiguous thing. It's like, oh, it's my gut. You know, what do I do? So we're going to talk about that. So first, we're going to talk about like, why is it, why is the gut the key, right, to healing these chronic conditions? Because everything starts and roots from the gut out. So the major functions of the gut are more than digestion and absorption, because that's really what we're taught, right? Right. That's where oh, you get I your eat nutrients. My food and I absorb them. And then we think about, well, what are the mechanisms behind all of that and how do they get disrupted, right? Um, the gut is a protective barrier. This barrier we have in our the surface area of our gut, where they used to teach it as this way, they used to say it's it's the size of a doubles tennis court surface area, but it's really the size of a half of a badminton court. Does it really matter? It's huge, <laughs> right? It's it's 30 to 40 meters square. It's big. It, the surface area is so much. It's 25 feet of gut we have. But these, you know, we always, you know, those little microvilli that are around. I knew that. Gut. I remembered that from college, the microvilli. Yes. Well, little well, fingers. Think, think shag carpet. Yep. Okay. So when the gut is compromised, and that, so that's where all the surface area comes from. Right. So we've got this massive amount of surface area because it's an organ system that's designed to protect us from the things that are bad and to bring in the things that are good, right? I always teach fun functional medicine like that. Take away the bad signals, put in more good signals, whether it's food, supplements, stress. That's how we fix this body. Well, what's the mechanism behind getting those in and out? It's the gut, right? Mostly the gut. Mm -hmm. So it's it's this and it's 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 its own ecosystem. The gut microbiome could be it, it, it's somebody's you know that could be someone's career all in itself. Just just that one facet. The <laughs> microbiome is so important, and we're learning more and more about why this gut microbiome or the, the critters down there are so important and how do we feed them and what is going on? Because it's all individual. Everyone has their own microbiome. So we're going to talk a little bit about that, but it's an ecosystem down there. Um, the microbiome is intensely important for so many things to involve that stuff. So if that barrier becomes compromised and what we call leaky gut, and then that the ecosystem of the microbiome becomes compromised and the bad critters grow and the good critters don't. And that's called dysbiosis. So if you have dysbiosis and the protective barrier, this intestinal permeability, leaky gut syndrome we get, if those things are compromised, then we have major issues because things are coming in that shouldn't. It's causing a cascade. And these things don't happen. You don't feel it, right? Right, you, right. It's, oh, years can go by before people start to see the symptoms of the chronic disease. So we got to get to the root cause of it or that upstream phase and move it. Well, we also know the gut eliminates and detoxifies, right? That's how we poop. <laughs> That's, that, that is it. That is elimination. So, so is that your elimination diet? How important <laughs> is it to eliminate your toxins? So we got to talk about that. If we don't poop, we're not eliminating toxins. If we don't eliminate toxins, what happens? They get reabsorbed. Right. Chronic constipation is a huge well, issue. Well, is that uh, Crohn's disease? Is that something similar? Crohn's is an inflammatory response. Okay. So that's when the, the lining of the gut is inflamed for some reason. Mm. That's more of an autoimmune response to stuff. And we'll talk a little bit about that. Um, 
And then also the the gut, the major function, it's the ner- it's a nervous system. It's an it's the enteric nervous system. So it's there's this gut brain connection that's been thoroughly documented. So the the neuron, the neural neural neurological pattern that's down there that's contained within the microbiome in directly influences the brain. So when the brain has one signal going down to the gut, the gut's giving six to nine signals back up to the brain. Hmm. So it's the the brain isn't necessarily in control here, right? It's a symbiotic relationship. So our gut serves as a major protection to the outside world. So the problem is the gut was designed to keep us from the problems that existed long ago. Mm-hmm. Bugs, critters, yeah. right? You know, uh, whether it's viruses, bacteria, um, yeasts, parasites, it's not equipped to protect us from the environmental and the toxins that are in today, whether that be uh, in chemicals, off-gassing, uh, foods that we eat, red dye number 68. <laughs> All these things are chemicals and our, our bodies aren't necessarily equipped to handle them. So is this why the whole kombucha, like there was a huge movement maybe three years ago about this kombucha that helped probiotics, healthy gut, critters, all that kind of stuff. Is this, was there some sort of, you know, thing that came about when people are like, I'm going to make this kombucha or is it, how did that come about? Kombucha is just a fermented food, right? So why did it just all of a sudden pop up? Because health and wellness is becoming more realized. Mm. You know, this is why I think the time is now is the the, the millennials, the you people, <laughs> the um, yous, <laughs> um, you guys, you, you don't want to be on medication. We're understanding more about health and wellness. The science is catching up to the theory, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like naturopaths were funky and weird ten years ago, and now functional medicine is teaching heal the gut first. That weirdo was right. Like they were like, hey, we've been telling you this for a while. So, you know, we're just not equipped in in to to protect us in today's environment. Over medicating with antibiotics, birth control, non-steroidal and anti-inflammatories, antidepressants, you name it. Drugs are toxins. They're meant to be detoxified. So the gut has to handle that chronic stress. We're going to be talking a lot about that in the next quarter. That's our major push for one of the cornerstones of, of health is stress. Mm-hmm. So this this quarter, we're help, talking about cardiometabolic health and what it can do and why the gut is so important as well. So chronic stress affects and alters digestive secretion, gut permeability, blood flow sensitivity, all that stuff. Um, and so it, what's going to happen is when the bacterial composition changes due to stress, then it affects the microbiome, it affects the gut, stress wrecks the lining of the gut. Uh, environmental toxins, we talk to, you know, pesticides, PCBs, BPA, herbicides, glyphosate, arsenic, do... you tell me, you tell me, we, we have a toxic burden that is unlike any other. We still need to do your podcast about uh, Roundup. Roundup, yep. You are... <laughs> You are the most anti-Roundup oh, person. Go into Lowe's or Home Depot and there's a wall full of Roundup. It's a it's a neuroendocrine disruptor. It causes cancer. We just don't admit it in this country. Stay away from Roundup. Um, but it to affects the microbiome. 
uh, it affects the gut. Inadequate bacterial acquisition. What does that mean? C-section babies. I have mm. two of them. You don't, you pass your flora. The mom passes the flora to the child to start the microbiome because our microbiome is essentially sterile at birth, right? It shouldn't have there, anything. There's nothing. So yeah. we pass that through vaginal birth. So C-section babies, uh, over antibiotics, right? I remember growing up on the pink stuff. They, oh, yep. Thank God I can buy one now without the red dye in it. But back in the day, you got a sniffle, you got an antibiotic. One, one round of antibiotics will wreck the entire microbiome. So the gut. So we got to, if you had two or more antibiotics as a child, you're like 50% more likely to have dysbiosis and, and issues of the gut. So hmm. it's not like, oh, I just took three when I was a kid. No, it can affect the whole homeostasis of the gut. And just literally poor overall health in this country affects the microbiome. Obesity affects the microbiome. Uh, so it's a feed forward, feed backward kind of thing. Um, so ultimately, this dysbiosis and this increased susceptibility to this leaky gut is really the two major root causes to almost all chronic health-related conditions. Hmm. So I can explain that to patients step by step. Okay, you, you have a gut dysbiosis, which is the front line, and then all of a sudden the lining of the gut becomes compromised and we can't heal in these these tight junctions. We don't we don't understand that the the cell there's one cell wall thick in our lining of the epithelial cells of the gut before it gets to the the bloodstream basically. Mm -hmm. So if those if those junctions between the cells are they're called tight junctions, if those things get open, then we get a little bit leaky, okay? And then the leaky gut, what happens is things fall down that shouldn't fall down mm -hmm. so whether think of it this way if you eat hamburger easy way to or chicken your body has to break that down into micro particles right mm -hmm. small enough amino acids those types of things that are single entities for the body to absorb one either intracellular or through the cells between them and then it has to recognize that that's something that's useful and then it takes it and grabs it and makes it into proteins and bone and whatever right but if, you're, if your cells are leaky, you have this leaky gut from all the stuff we just talked about happening, is chicken goes through instead of amino acids because it's not been digested properly. Because your body knows it's amino easier. acid. It doesn't, it doesn't know, know chicken. chicken. Right. So what happens is the body says, uh, at first it goes, I don't really know what that is. It's, it's tolerant. If our immune systems were always engaged and active, we would all have chronic autoimmune diseases and we'd be dying, okay? Uh, which is on the rise and we'll talk about that. But if if chicken gets through initially, the, the immune system goes, hmm, I don't know what that is, but I'm just going to let it go. You know, I'm going to let it go by. It's kind of like a toll booth, right? <laughs> One or two offenders go through, you're fine. As it starts to see more and more because the gut gets more and more leaky and we don't digest our food and we're running around and we're stressed and we're not chewing, all that stuff plays into play. Then the immune system gets a little bit activated and these antibodies towards chicken get, get made and they're called IgG antibodies. And then you become inflamed with chicken and then your body, you know, 
I love uh, you're inflamed with chicken. Well, this huh. is the reason we did this and we, we do food sensitivity tests right. now on people is because they might think they're eating healthy. Right. Because chicken is healthy. Chicken is healthy. But if you're having but if a you leaky don't, gut, if you not don't recognize it. and digest, if you don't digest it and, and use it properly and your body thinks it's foreign to you, then it's going to be a problem. And then that's what causes the underlying inflammation cascade. And that's what causes other things to happen. And then more immune systems get activated. Then, uh, then we have arthritis. We have pain. Um, go off gluten. Just go off gluten for 30 days and tell me how you feel. Okay. That's sort of what we're going to talk about. Like there are things we can do in that way. So you know, the same things that destroy our gut flora can compromise our gut barrier. Uh, fungal infections, candida gets rampant. Um, the scary part is, is like I said, is sometimes this is relatively harmless. Bloating, heartburn, excessive gas, irritable bowel. You know, those aren't supposed to happen, but that's what people associate this stuff with. But the downstream effects of all this over time, over years, is... We've got chronic inflammatory conditions, skin, joints, bowel, brain, nervous system, all that. You know, candida itself, yeast overgrowth of bad yeast causes foggy brain, right? Mm -hmm. How many people can say that they don't have foggy brain or memory issues right now, right? Yeah. Cognitive decline is on the rise. Well, it starts with the gut. It's not the only cause, right? We're not want everybody to say like, oh, you know, my grandma got Alzheimer's and her gut was fine. So you're lying. It's not like that. It's like we have to realize that these things start and move this cascade forward. So, the, you know, it affects the whole system, the immune system, you know, frequent colds, autoimmune disease, allergies, asthma, and inflammation. It affects the skin, you know, acne, rosacea, eczema. If I fix the gut, I fix acne. I fix e eczema and psoriasis. Why does someone have to go on Humira, which costs thousands of dollars a month to fix their psoriasis when we hadn't even started in the gut? So when in doubt, I go to the gut, you know, non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, uh, thyroid, weight gain, cardiometabolic. We talked about that. Type 1 diabetes, atherosclerosis of the, the, uh, the arterials, um, increased visceral fat. That's the fat around your belly. That stuff's metabolically bad for you um brain we talked about it the stress depression insomnia uh even links to alzheimer's and autism i just read a study two days ago about the microbiome and how it affects our uh, our personalities hmm. so your microbiome affects the way that you're either happy sad angry it's it's amazing is that kind of like hangry kind of there's some <laughs> hormonal things in there as well um my wife must have a terrible microbiome <laughs> when she's hungry uh yeah jamie too she, she gets uh you gotta know when you when you're hungry um the thing is it's not it's not our fault right mm -hmm. We've been told this. This is the way we've been. This is our foods that we've been. 60% of the American diet is processed. So um, all we did was listen to the experts, the doctors, uh, the government, um, which says glyphosate's fine, right? Um, and then we just selected the options that we were given. So it's the same choices everyone else has made. It's just that's not, un unfortunately, you know, some of us have less genetic protection on our side. So there's genetic 
and environmental factors that play into whether someone gets a chronic disease because not everybody gets chronic fatigue or fibromyalgia or any of those type of things, right? So what do we do? You know, so we've got to figure out in how do we, um, all I want people to understand with this is it serves as hope, right? You know, because we have the opportunity to upgrade our health, um, and people that are dealing with these GI issues like Crohn's, colitis, celiac, um, mental things like ADHD, depression, um, or even things like MS. I've, I had a teacher that taught me functional medicine that reversed her MS hmm. with food and functional medicine. So that's what we're talking about here. Um, so really, what's the harm in it? <laughs> If we, so you're going to eat good, you're so going to work out. Our and... next podcast <laughs> is going to go over what do we do, right? What is the steps to gut restoration? I have a five-step process for that that I can use, and we're going to talk about it. So, you know. So stay tuned next week for gut restoration. Right. <laughs> you know, um, there's 10,000 papers proving that leaky gut exists, okay? So we've got to understand this is a 100-year-old hypothesis. It's no longer quackery. Uh, there's no reason we shouldn't be doing everything to improve the integrity and the microbiome uh, of our gut. It's just we just need to understand how we do that. Uh, so that's kind of where it's going to sit. You know, what I wanted to talk to people about is just emphasizing why the gut is so important and why we need to treat it before we can treat the symptoms of our chronic diseases. So. And when I say chronic disease, I mean almost everything. Autoimmune. I went through the whole cascade, cardiovascular, brain, skin, all those things that we have going on really start with what we're eating and what the gut is doing. So not just digestion, absorption, and poop, right? It's more than that. So <laughs> I want people to kind of understand that. Um, and that's why I think it was important because it's it is the root to the root cause of most things that I deal with. I treat every one of my patients that I consult with at Dilworth Drug and Wellness. Um, we st there's not one person where I don't address the gut in some way. So hopefully you guys like that pod this podcast and you know, you'll listen to the next one, which is going to be, <laughs> ah, what do I do? Uh, what do I do if I'm going to fix this Look, gut there's thing? Not, there's never been a podcast that talked about poop that people haven't enjoyed. So I think <laughs> they're good with this one. So you should poop snakes. That's what we want every day. Um, so thanks guys for listening. If you like this podcast, tell your friends. Share it on Instagram, share it on Facebook, on all the podcast platforms. Yep. Any more traction will help us just you know, spread the word with our, other people. Yep. Our goal this year is to build a wellness community. So it's time to take back control of your health. Your doctor doesn't own it. I don't own it. Uh, nobody owns your health, right? It's, it's time for, for people to empower themselves to take back control of their own health. We're just the... the the mediums to do that. So that's my goal this year is to build that wellness community. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next round. I'm Josh Rimini, and this is your Functional Rx Podcast.